Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Show's canceled. <laughs> we'll meet again tomorrow. Yeah. He over. has 87 yards and an interception. Are you kidding me? No, it's Tom Brady. Brady. She has Brady. He's playing the card. Because it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Like, he, he did great last year. I don't remember who had it. I think Howard had him last year. He did great for Howard. No, yeah, Howard was in the um, championship. Yeah, lost, I know. Lost to Carly. Gosh darn it. I'm upset. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'm out. Thank you once again for joining us for another uh, episode of our podcast, Redeemed, where we just kind of look at the different scriptures in our scripture uh, scripture reading plan and just kind of pick out some of the highlights, uh, the funny stuff, the the, the more lighthearted stuff, and just uh, and just try to you know apply it to our lives in a way that we as redeemed Christians should be li- living. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Uh, we have our uh, special guest with us today, Levi Connors. Yep, he showed up. He showed he did. up. He, he tried did. to wimp he out on us. He tried yeah. to weasel out. Tried to get out of the city. He did. Uh, huh? He did, and he did make me stay all night at an airport. So yeah. I haven't quite forgiven him for that. Over <laughs> <for> two. <laughs> <laughs> but he is here. He decided to fly in on uh, Christmas Eve. For this. And uh, just for, for this. Christmas. I'm going back right after. Yeah. So. <laughs> and right about the time he decided to fly, we had all these freezing temperatures and ice. So as you can imagine, airports fun. were a lot of fun at that particular moment. They really were. And it would have been so bad if he could just, you know, kept... Just stayed home? Yeah, or kept a hold oh. of his bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, you know, don't lose your bag. Yeah, don't lose your bag. <laughs> we'd, we'd have been out there six hours earlier. A little more responsible. <laughs> just so. saying. But anyway, he is a uh, member of my family. He married my sister, and so uh, we I like to give him a bad time. Over three. Um, I am glad that he is here. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be giving some input as well. Uh-oh. So on the last podcast, we left off with uh, Israel asking for a king. And getting one. And getting one. Yep. Did we get to them getting one? Yeah. Okay. Well... I don't know if we... I don't remember how far. <laughs> well, they haven't got their king yet. Yeah, but Michael. God told Samuel to give them their king. They anointed someone. So, <laughs> and okay. uh, we we talked about the fact that uh, when they asked for the king, God was very direct in laying out what was going to happen when they asked for the king. Yeah. And all of this bad stuff yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? Give us a king they said, anyway. Give they us said, we want to be like everybody else. We want to be, be like a cool guy. Else. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as we talked about, you know, we, we, we kind of felt there was some background stuff going on as well because they had lost their faith in Samuel and, more importantly, his sons. Yeah. They didn't feel like Samuel's sons could stand up to the leadership they needed to because they were already failing miserably. <clears throat> and so they felt like this was the next best thing. Of course, as God pointed out, they're not rejecting you, Samuel. They're rejecting me. And it's interesting how sometimes we have a tendency to try to jump out there and fix things on our own when we think things are going 
you know, God's not listening or things are going bad. Right. When you and I both know that at any point in that story, God could have raised up somebody else to take Samuel's place. Literally whoever he wanted to. Literally whoever he wanted. So so I kind of think there were some background things going on. But short, uh, long story short, they wanted a king. God said yes. So then enters into the story and we're gonna we're gonna kind of break it up into two parts because uh we're gonna talk about uh the first king and then we're gonna talk about uh as my co-host here talks about uh the saul and the david saga. saga okay <laughs> much like star wars i'm yeah. gonna label it that <laughs> on the podcast. i like that <laughs> makes it part sound part one <laughs> tune in next week <laughs> yeah. episode, episode one yeah <laughs> Well, like no, and subscribe. Started episode four, like I'm a good, sorry, yeah, like a good saga. <laughs> yep. You so we should really be doing, should really be doing, should really be doing David and Saul today, and then go back and do. <laughs> really legit. confuse everybody. Yeah, exactly. George Lucas wouldn't be confused. <laughs> no, like, that makes total He'd sense. Get it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we'll be looking at uh, what's happening between uh, Saul, who was made king, and then the future king that is coming in in David. When, uh, as we talk about in this podcast, Saul loses favor with God. Spoiler alert. Well, we'll get to there Big rather one. quickly. Gosh. <laughs> so, it doesn't take him long. No. No, no. That's true. I'm also the one that will tell you the movie spoilers, too, and I, I, sorry. That guy. Yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, you haven't seen it yet? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. No. no. Yeah, anyway. No, I don't need to. So we're going to dive into First uh, Samuel, and it's in chapter 10, uh, and we'll skip down to where verse 9 is, and it says, Saul made king. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some interesting things that go on here. Uh, we kind of meet Saul as he's chasing some donkeys. He lost some donkeys, and he's trying to find them. And in the process of all of this, he runs into uh, Samuel, who is the prophet at that time. And through this whole encounter, God points out that Saul is going to be the first king. Which, which, knowing how the story ends, I find it interesting that this was the one that God picked first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand uh, there's some there's some free choice, and some free will in there, and I'm pretty sure God was hoping things would turn out a little differently. But in the end, it was just interesting to see how this was the first one that God picked to lead, yeah, lead Israel. I think it's important to point out that first of all, Saul does a good job. Uh, he yeah. becomes filled with the Holy Spirit, or not mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, excuse me. He just, uh, uh, the, the, the presence the of the Lord comes upon him. It says God changed Saul's heart. Yep. Um, that's one of the big things I noticed there early on in that chapter, mm-hmm. in verse 9. And the, just the presence of the Lord just kind of came upon Saul there for a while, mm-hmm. as long as he was doing as the Lord intended. And we're going to find out very soon just how quickly that turned around and went the other direction. He changed his mind. He did. A couple of key interesting things. So after he meets Samuel, Samuel says, hey, you're going to be the next king. And this such and such. Of course, uh, Saul kind of tries to get out of it a little bit because he doesn't think he's from the strongest uh, tribe in Judah. He's I get from, that. Yeah. I feel like I'd try to get out of that too. I don't want to be king. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, that can't be me. There's got to be a better guy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. really, we're, we're down Pass. to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's just some, some, some key things that they point out. Like, one is the fact that, it, it, and I always find it interesting the details that are recorded. And for some yeah. reason, they record the fact that he was a head taller than everybody they else. They did record that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know why that makes any difference, but. <laughs> They like tall people. But, <laughs> but it kind of puts things into a little bit of better perspective for us, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. So you can kind of visualize this guy being kind of a, a tall guy. 
Tall man, scary man. Yep. And so when all it comes to pass and uh, Samuel's fixing to anoint him as king in front of all these people, uh, he turns around and Saul's gone. <laughs> yeah. Great first impression. Yep. No way they no way they can find me again. <laughs> Start a new life. <laughs> I gotta leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand that that would be a very tough assignment. If somebody mm-hmm. came to me and says, "Hey, you're gonna be president of the United States," yeah, no, I'm no, I don't want to do, do that. This. I'd be like, "Yeah, no, you got to find. No, I'm not doing that." Yeah, yeah. you know. No, I, I get that. I get Saul here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do too. I'm with you, man. I don't want to be king either. <laughs> but but at the <clears throat> at the same time, though, I also have a little more insight because I have I know of a few prophets and things who also didn't. Uh, decided that they weren't going to do what God told them and they got eaten by a fish. Yeah. yeah. And then still did what God wasn't told great. them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what we need to understand, though, is when God does give us a task, and we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. give you the tools and the things to complete that task. So as we continue on with Saul here, they can't find him. Eventually they do find him, <laughs> which is interesting to me. So first of all, they tell you he's tall, so he stands out. And then but all of a sudden we can't, can't find him. Then we can't find him. <laughs> How tall were these supplies? <laughs> No, he was hiding amongst the supplies. That's where they finally found it. He just painted himself the color of the supplies. I guess I don't know. And that was his plan for his life. This is right. I don't think he had much of a plan. No, just don't make me king. Just Just don't don't make me. If I go hide, they'll find somebody else. (laughs) Sounds like they need a king right now. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't work. Nope. So they do find him, and uh, he is anointed, and he uh, becomes the first king of Israel. And he uh, he starts out really good. Like, there's a lot of these kings that do start out really good, and then they just kind of at the end. Mm-hmm. They fizzle out. Yeah, they can't uh, uh, they they can't stay the path. I mean, that's a, that I mean that's what happens is the Lord has given them commands of what He wants them to do, and they decided to disobey and do it their own way. Yeah. And then when that happens, the Lord's like, mm, you know, I can't deal with that. We're going to have to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. That's one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, way. that's what happened. Yep. They, they definitely went a different direction. Yep, went a different direction with the firm here. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it does seem like you know God held uh, Saul to a, to a pretty uh, tight standard, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you see, there's a lot of stories in the Bible where people disobeyed and God was more forgiving. You know, God held Saint Saul to a pretty yes. stiff. Uh, High standard. Yeah, high standard. And I think that had to do with the fact is that he was supposed to be charged of leading his people. So, I mean, the Bible doesn't say that. That's just a personal... Yeah. Uh, Makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, to set the example. Because I, because it's, it's kind of like with uh, the leaders in the church. Yep. Same thing. Those I believe those people are held to a higher standard. Why? Because they're uh, representing Jesus or yep. God. You know what I'm saying? And so when they screw up, it it's, has a, a way more of a domino effect. Let's just put it that way. And I would see the same thing with a king, because not only is he in charge of his own life, but he's in charge of all these other people's life. And if he starts to go the wrong direction, guess what? People are going to follow. Mm-hmm. Which is a word there for us. If uh, you know, we as Christians are supposed to be leaders, people are looking at us, and if we're not doing it right, we're just leading people astray. And that is not where you want to be. No. no. And the Lord, and there's some pretty stiff things about what the Bible says about that. Yep. Yep. Something about a that's, man's stone. Yeah. That's covered. Do not cause anyone to stumble. In detail. Yeah. And that was one of the things I liked about Paul is, you know, he was one of those that said that he didn't, he tried his best and pretty much accomplished not to make anybody stumble. And that would, I would love to get to a point have. where I was living my life where that was the case. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, but as we continue on here, because I want to talk about a couple of things. So Saul starts out good, um, and then this is where things start to uh, start to turn. The first is that he's fighting the uh, uh, the Philistines, and uh, he's. It seems to me like he's he's quite a bit uh, outnumbered. Yeah. And so Samuel told him to wait because he was going to show up, and then he was going to basically bless it all, and then they they could proceed with the battle. And uh, Saul's okay with that plan until at the end of the seven days he was told to wait. Uh, Samuel doesn't show up right then. Yeah, not right at the seven days, yep. Mm-hmm. And so then he begins to let fear <laughs> rule a little bit. And so he takes it upon himself, and it said that he, he did it because he, was, uh, he saw his men starting to desert him. And so he figured he better do something, otherwise he's not going to have any fighting men. Which you and I both know that God's big enough to fight the battle by himself. He doesn't need no. he doesn't yeah. need help. Listen, he can give one guy a jawbone of a donkey and wipe everybody out if he feels like it. Okay? In theory. Right. In yeah. theory. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, he didn't need Saul to do that. And but he Saul was just overcome with fear and he decided to go that route. And so he did the offerings and things like that. Then of course, at that very minute minute when he's doing that, who shows up? Here I go. Samuel. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And we all can vouch for the fact that Samuel done. is very happy about Foolish this. Foolish thing. Yep. I would say not thrilled. Not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that was where things could start kind of start to tail off. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts to kind of lose favor. Uh, but he but he kind of brings things back in line a little bit and holds on for a little bit longer. Uh, that that happens in chapter 13. Yep. And then we have the, the kind of, as they say, the stick that broke the camel's back, if you will. Or the straw. Straw. Yeah, that too. Straw, <laughs> stick, it's all the same thing, right? No, I guess it's not. Anymore. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is in, is in, chapter, in chapter 15. Jeez. And that's where the Lord officially rejects Saul as king. And once again, we have him in a battle. He's fighting against the uh, Amalekites. And this time, uh, he was told to... Uh, wipe out the entire mm-hmm. Amalekite nation. Totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Literally everything. Wipe it out. Exterminate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saul didn't. He must not have heard that. <laughs> nope. He nope, understands. Sure didn't. Like okay, so just just some of them. So just like enough. Yeah. Right. And so then we hold on to some. Mm-hmm. Wrong, Saul. Wrong again. And so he completes what he thinks is the mission, gets it done. But he saves the best, of the best. He doesn't kill the king like he's supposed to. And there was a lot of other things he didn't kill in there that he was supposed to. Correct. And uh, of course, Samuel once again shows up, and Samuel's not happy. <laughs> No. I'm not happy, Bob. Not I'm not happy, happy. Bob. Not happy. <laughs> he was not happy. And uh, Saul, and it, you know, Saul's like a lot of us. We try to justify what we do. And so he tried to spin it that what he did was actually honoring the Lord. That he was that he was saving all this stuff so that he could give sacrifices mm-hmm. to the Lord. Well, he's gonna convince Samuel if that was my favorite yeah. part. Or yeah. or God. Yeah. Yeah, that, that this justification was going to yeah. be... Guys, this is better. Yeah, Incorrect. Yeah. I just know Wrong. more than you guys. Yeah. That's all. What's the problem with that? 
And uh, Samuel's basic, basic, you know, his response to it is great. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the Lord? You know, the Lord is huge on obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Uh oh. I was going to say, and then <laughs> in one of those early before when the Lord is talking to Samuel, before Samuel confronts uh, Saul, you get the verse 10 and 11. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel I regret that I have made Saul king. That's when you know you don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Not what you want to hear. If you made God regret something, bad. That's so bad. Bad Saul. Yeah. Which, which then once again goes back to what I said earlier is, is I think that God was hoping Saul would do things differently. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't want them to have a king, but he didn't want them to fail. Mm-hmm. And they just so, failed anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we do have a choice, and Every Saul's time. not making the good choices. Nope. <laughs> and so it's at that point the Spirit of the Lord kind of leaves Saul. And uh, he, there's many other things that happen along the way, but that was kind of where it all began to kind of go downhill. And it's shortly after this, so, uh, Samuel anoints somebody else who will take Saul's place. Tune in next week. Mm-hmm. Again. Part like two subscribe. Of Part two of the saga. <laughs> yep. Now, there's a, there's a few other interesting things. Um uh, I find in chapter 15, one is because Saul didn't kill the king, uh, God will get things done, whether or not he has somebody, <laughs> yeah. whether, whether he tells you to do it or not, he's going to get the job done. And mm-hmm. uh, because Saul didn't do it, Samuel steps up and takes care of business yep. and kills, kills him right there. Yep, kills the evil king. And so, it, you know, just uh, there's a lot of interesting things, and I highly recommend just going back and reading the entire story. Uh, because we can't really cover everything that happens in a you know, 15, 20-minute podcast. No. Y'all wouldn't watch it all anyway. <laughs> no. So if we're going to kind of wrap it all up and bring it all together as we're talking about uh, the first king of Israel, uh-huh. you know, first of all, if God gives you a job to do, let's do it. You know, let's don't let and fear do it the take. Way he I was said it. gonna say, and then follow those <laughs> yeah. instructions that he yeah. gives you. And don't yeah. be like, no, I got a better idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're gonna like this a lot better, God. <laughs> yeah. You must not have thought of this. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if he gives you something to do, do it, and don't be don't be scared about it. If he's giving you the job, then you don't give the tools to do it. You know, we don't need to hide amongst the baggage. And then, second of all, it's just like uh, my co-host here have said, do it the way he says to do it. You know, he's big on obedience. And if he tells you to do something a certain way, by golly, I would recommend you do it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you know that's where it speaks to us as Christians. If we're living the redeemed Christian life like we're supposed to, those are some of the things that we should begin to master. You know what I'm saying? If the Lord says do something, we do it because we know He's got our back. And uh, if He tells us to do something, we do it the way He wants it done because we're in full obedience to Him. Yep. And as redeemed Christians, that's what should shine through no matter what we do. Becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, Saul's one of those great ones of what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you better. Know, we're going we're gonna to look at David a little bit later on, and you're going to find out that he's one of those kings you can look at and say, this is, you can look at him and say, this is an example of how you do things right. 
even though he made some mistakes. Yes, I know. Yeah, he does make some pretty big mistakes. Yeah. But in the end, he was still considered a man after God's own heart. Yes. Which I think at some point, if I could get that mm-hmm. that compliment, that's mm-hmm. pretty freaking amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so Saul's one of those that's a great example of what not to do. You know, we don't want to <laughs> want to do the things you know, that Saul Starting did. with a bad example. Yeah, starting with a bad example. But then as but as the story progresses, you can see how uh, God had somebody else in mind that's going to do a very good job. Yep. So just as redeemed, just as redeemed Christians, make sure you do what you know you're supposed to do, and then do it with obedience, full obedience. You know what I'm saying? Don't do don't do things halfway, and don't live in fear because fear got Saul several times. Yeah. So fear can be a great distraction. So just make sure that you do not live in fear. Fear is from the devil. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.